is the Entertainment Beyond Podcast with your host Jensen Dean Jackson and Alan Weinstein, bringing you all things relevant in pop culture and entertainment. We will be with you weekly, at least, talking about movies, politics, music, and all things in between. So check us out. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Holler, holler, dicky dollar. Welcome back to another installment in the solo dolo verse. I can tell by how many people didn't listen to the last podcast that you guys just aren't high on listening to me talk by myself. But I am not going to do the desperate thing of skitching and scratching and scheming and just grabbing some old rando piece of trash to be the new guest host of this podcast because in my opinion in my very unhumble bald ass opinion there is no one better than mr self-appointed so-called entertainment beyond himself one second folks just one second Sorry about all that dead air, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, welcome back to another Entertainment Beyond episode. As always, I am the one and only host with the most lack of hair, Jensen, the beautiful and majestic motherfucking Dean Jackson, motherfucker. And I am here to give you a myriad of slapdash opinions on things that I have seen in the last week or so. Today, we are going to cover... Something that ain't your daddy's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We're going to cover a movie called The Cursed, a sequel to the tale of the Beast of Gelvedon. And we are going to drop you some motherfucking news. So, hey, little bitch-ass baby. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm a little too hyped. Hey, hey, baby. Buckle the fuck in. Turn that dial the fuck up, light a fucking joint, and strap the fuck in, people, because we are back, we're black, and we're giving it all a slap. Trying to rhyme doesn't always work. Sometimes you just sound like a jerk. Anyways, as I am sure that you are sure that I am sure that you are definitely sure, you've become accustomed to these unofficial sponsorships so who am i to deny you a hallmark a trend of the podcast who am i to do that to you oh just a pretty little bad boy just being a bad little boy just a bad little boy i am just a bad little boy being so so naughty i'm not drunk i'm just i'm i'm feeling it i'm hyped Are you hyped? Because I'm fucking hyped. And speaking of hyped, ladies and gentlemen, today's unofficial sponsor is brought to you by Monster Rehab Peach Tea. Rehab that monster. Recover that monster. That monster. And of course, as it's always come accustomed when we're talking about drinking shit, we got to got to go. Yo, oh, hell yeah. Like stone cold. Yeah. Yeah, crack open a Steve Weiser, you son of a bitch. Hell yeah. I sound nothing like Stone Cold Steve Austin. But we got to go in for a sip. Want to make sure it tastes like peace tea and not piss tea. Oh, my, 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 Miss Ella May. You are as gorgeous and as juicy as... Tender as delicious as a Georgia peach. I don't sound like someone from the South either. I'm offending everybody today. Monster Revive, Refresh, Recover, Rehab. Monster Rehab. Peach tea. Get in there. Get a little peachy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Just one more sippy sip sip. 
Let's talk about something. So you know how when they're reviewing it, it's probably always some fucking crusty old curmudgeon. And so they throw it in there because they're probably just thinking about themselves. So when you do like a review of a revival of like Knight Rider or Charlie's Angels or anything, and the review is always like, not your daddy's Knight Rider. Well, this ain't your daddy's Fresh Prince. And it feels weird to say that because if any of my kids were old enough, which my daughter is, I would be like, well, if my daughter asked me, well, like, what do you think? I'm like, well, it's not my Fresh Prince and I am your father. Doubt she would get that lame-ass dad joke. But yeah, Bel Air, man. It is... It's not that it's a bad show. This is my uh, my conundrum when I was trying to contextualize how I feel about Bel Air, which is a dark and gritty um, revamp of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, so I, I was thinking to myself, I just can't, you know, it's not it's not bad. You know, it's black excellence, black people doing good. Which, uh, you know, we had we had we had a couple of those TV shows. You know, Family Matters. You had um, it was Good Times. I think was another one, um, but not same same era. What I'm trying to say is that you know, it's it's far few in between nowadays where you show uh, black families who are doing good, who are succeeding in the air quotes American dream without them being like gang bangers or drug dealers or criminals or something like that. And so it's nice to see that it's nice to, to have that brought back onto my, my TV screen showing a little bit of black excellence and that black people can prosper and do good. And we don't have to be thugs or, or, or any of the stereotypes or whatnot. And so while, while I enjoyed that, it's just everything about this TV show I'm. I won't call it a front, but is it's a uh, it's an inverted version of uh, of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. For God's sakes, Jeffrey! I'm pretty sure they don't state it in this this revamp, but I'm pretty sure Jeffrey served in the British Secret Service, or as they call it, the BSS. Um, he definitely ain't no no motherfucking butler this time around. Like I, I, there's in a later episode. The whole the whole crux of of William having to move to Bel Air, Jeffrey murders. I'm either Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey either directly or indirectly had a, a hand in Homeboy's murder. Um, but to backtrack, the first episode of this revamp is cute, and I don't mean cute and like oh girl you so fine. I mean it's cute in the sense of oh look at what they did. They narratively the first episode is the rap that would open each episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, is where I spent most of my days chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mama got scared and she, she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle down in Bel-Air. That whole rap is the first episode. I'm sitting there like, Trying not to like it. I'm just this is I'm just thinking to myself like this is cute. This is cute because other than that rap, you don't really get anything. You don't get uh everything you need to know about his situation, Will Smith's situation in the OG TV show is said in the rap that you hear a bajillion times for like four or five seasons or whatever. So to me, in my opinion, it was cute that again, in my opinion, the entirety of the first episode was almost like a love letter to that rap song. And I just, I dug that so very much because Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is part of my childhood. Growing up watching that, Aunt Viv, Uncle Phil, Hillary, Ashley, Carlton. Like, yeah, that was, it was, it was dope to see that, um, That first episode. I don't know if that's how they they played it out. They just wanted to flesh it out. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, I'm fucking digging the fuck out of that. Like, mad fucking props. I give fucking daps. I give super daps to the 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 cats who thought to do that. If that was their intention, you know, I'm just making safe assumptions. Uh, but like I said before, that while while it's while it's a good show. 
I like the writing. The writing is pretty goddamn crisp and concise. Uh, I just don't know, man. It's it, And it's weird to say, like, you know, it's good. The show is good, but just ain't for me. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a completionist, so I've been watching other episodes. I'll watch it, you know, Yellow Wolf style until it's gone. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't really, it's it's just not for me. It's not, there's nothing wrong with the show. And, you know, this is something that I'm noticing a lot more since since Power came around. Is a lot more people, because Power has this, the, the Power, the entire Power universe has this special thing they do at the end of each episode of the mainline series and each spinoff where they've got these these fucking dope little rap joints that play at the end of uh at the end of each episode and i, I kind of feel that 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 homage or rip off at the end of each episode for bel air but at the same time like you know i'm not i'm not really mad at it per se but i just gotta you know i i, I swore to myself as uh and especially you know because i'm not getting any younger but i swore to myself that I'm not going to be that old motherfucker who's gatekeeping shit from uh, their youth. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you hear motherfuckers get mad because they fucking remade uh, Charlie's Angels and they made one of the Angels Asian woman. Or, you know, when they rebooted the TV series, they made one of them black. And then you got to hear somebody from like yester motherfucking year talk about i just liked it when things are my damn like oh when they were all white women i mean props that they made a tv show about women i was like but if the whole concept of charlie's angels is that angels are everywhere and i'm sorry bub but there's no way in motherfucking hell that you can convince me that all of charlie's angels are just white women because charlie's gonna start looking a little sus if you know what i mean suspicious why are you acting suspicious, Charlie? Fucking prick. But yeah, I sorry, I got off on a little tangent. But to get back to what I was saying, I'm not gonna be one of those motherfuckers trying to gatekeep shit from my past. You know, if you're gonna re- remake it and it's gonna be good, how can I hate it? But if you're going to come into my 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 childhood and fucking mine my childhood and rape my childhood memories just to make a quick buck, and you're not gonna make it good. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to get mad at people who like it, you know, the generation today who like it. But, you know, I will let my fucking feelings be known in a time and place befitting my grace. And it's probably just going to be my podcast, but I'm not going to be I'm not you know, I'm not going to be one of those, you know, old heads that fucking is full of sour power just complaining about shit like that's how things go on. There's never really, you know, things don't ever really go out of style. They, they they there's an ebb and flow to it you know um i do and i'm trying to it's a conflict again cuz like is this just how rich people in in the constant context of the tv show one of the things and i didn't realize when i started watching bel air is that uh it's tv ma which is kind of like how do you even then it's not really, it can't be for children. I mean, some parents, you know, you know, you, everybody's got their own parenting style, but I'm not going to let my teenagers, you know, or my young kids, I don't give a fuck if it's the Fresh Prince. I don't give a fuck if it's Willie from Philly. Uh, if it says TVMA, nigga, my kids can't come. I'll be like me taking my kids to the motherfucking Terminator. The fuck is your problem? Fuck out of here. Uh... So, yeah, it caught me off guard because it was like uh, Will Smith saying fuck. I was like, oh, okay, little nigga, like, what the? And he's saying this to an adult. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, do you know what would have happened to me if I would have said fuck in front of my mama? She would have beat my ass like a government mule. She would have took me beyond or behind the proverbial woodshed and beat seven shades of of burnt honey off of my skin, because that's what my skin tone is. If you pull out a color swatch, it would be registered as burnt honey. People like to call me black, and I swiftly remind them, excuse me, I'm a burnt honey. Get it right, bitch. I ain't not. I ain't no mahogany. I'm not a Morris chestnut, dark ebony. I'm a burnt honey, honey. 
<clears throat> so yeah, that's just, you know, like I'm not a huge fan of kids swearing uh in front of any adults, you know what I'm saying? And then and this is this is the crux of getting old that I'm always caught in the middle of myself as you like like I'd be thinking the shit, but at the same time be like, nigga, you was cussing in front of adults. Teachers, you know, teachers, some foster parents you don't respect, like, nigga, you was cussing in front of adults. Acting all uppity and shit, you know, you ain't gotta be doing that. Uh but yeah, besides that, oh and then like what the fuck is up with Carlton? Like, my God, when I when I said earlier that this TV show was like a direct inversion of what the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was, uh, you don't get any more what the fucky than Carlton. Like he's an emotional, he's an emotional manipulator and abuser. And uh, I don't know, the nigga said he was doing Xanax, but I'm like, why would you snort Xanax? I'm pretty sure. And he's he's a cokehead. He's got he's got drugs. He's got nose drug problems, you know, drugs of the nose variety issues going on. And apparently that's another thing that happens when you're rich is you just never have enough time to actually have any kind of motherfucking indication of what the fuck your kids are up to. Um my God, man, like, I mean, don't get it fucked up. Carlton's still insanely, like, fucking, yes, Amasa, you know, appease, appease the white dudes. Because in the, I think, the second episode, Will, you know, first day at Bel Air Academy or whatever the fuck, he stumbles into the locker room and, I don't know, it was some artist, but every other word in the rap song was nigga. And you have Carlton, the rest of the group, uh, you have like I assume like one of the the head white boys, um, I could have been less racist and just said head rich boy. Let's go with head rich boy. That sounds less you know determined to be racially destructive. That and there's a there's a head rich boy standing on a bench and the rest of the group are kind of like pool pity a little bit you know preacher in the pool pit. And he's saying nigga. And, you know, there's a couple of, you know, black people. And Carlton's right there. And it just reminded me of, like, you... Uh, I know Uncle Tom is a derogatory term. We throw at black people, us black people, throw at other black people as a way to say, like, you you serve the white man shit. But, you know, historically uh, speaking, Uncle Tom was for the black man. It's just, you know, things get lost in translation. But anyways... For the purposes of my argument, I'm going to use Uncle Tom in a derogatory term. Carlton was dancing like a little bitch-ass Uncle Tom. And then when Will's like, Will told the, the head rich boy to shut the fuck up and they couldn't say nigga, uh, Carlton's like, gosh, basically like, gosh, Will, you're just, man, just let it go, Will. Wow, it's just a word. Nah, nigga, that's our word, nigga. That's our word. You dancing around, you out here cooning for the head rich boy, and you don't see the motherfucking, like, that That made me, I dropped my jaw on the fucking floor. Like, that made me want to jump through the TV screen and start laying a fucking smackdown on all their candy asses, Dwayne the Rock Johnson style. Just fucking, fucking lay a smackdown and have you go sit your bitch ass down at the smackdown hotel over off a of heartbreak lane. <clears throat> But like I said, you know, but that barring that aside and some other things, I mean, it's just the the show is wild to me. It's like they, you know, they they said dark and gritty. I'm like, okay, you know, but they they should just said like we're gonna invert everything you know about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We'll invert it. We're gonna flip it. You wanna flip it? Yeah, go on, flip it. Yeah, a little flip it. Yeah, a little, just a little flip. Just gonna flip out. But uh. Yeah, I don't think the the show is the season is done yet, but you know, on the rating systems that we have, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to give this show two and a half puffs. Like I said before, uh I don't have an issue with it. I think the writing is good. I think it's a good show. It's just it ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? I just, 
I prefer the OG version. I'm still going to watch it, but that's always going to be in the back of my mind is that, like, this isn't, uh, it's not my show. It's not me. Um, but, yeah, three and a half puffs. And next up, I will be giving you some thoughts and opinions on the film The Cursed, which is, at first, so how I discovered that I was uh, destined to see this movie, I was perusing Netflix. (laughs) No, I wasn't. I was perusing YouTube. And, you know, we all know, unless we're like a rich asshole, we can afford to pay 15 bucks a month to get ad-free YouTube uh, then you are like me, stuck, eternally cursed to watch stupid commercials while you wait for the thing you really want to watch that you really probably didn't actually super need to watch. But uh, I, I, that's how I happened upon this movie. I saw this and it looked fucking dope. It was slight misdirect. Um, I had to Google it. I, while I knew that I wanted to see this horror movie, I had to Google it to kind of get a better handle on what the fuck I was actually seeing. Because it was being played out as some type of the... The trailer made it seem like a horror movie. Or, oh my gosh. Sorry, people. I'm a little bit jimble-jambled in the scrimble-scrambled of my brainy wainy anies. I need to stop trying to rhyme everything because it's just sounding stupid. I'm making up words, trying to impress you guys, and you don't even give a shit. Um... It's definitely a horror movie. It made it seem like a ghost horror movie. And and so I Googled it, and I read a few lines, and when I saw The Beast of Gilvedon, The Beast of Gilvedon, I just, I think that's so funny. Who is it, Inspector? I think it's The Beast of Gilvedon. I'm going to get my ass kicked by a French person for that shit. I really am. Um... But yeah, once I read that it was a sequel of sorts to the tale of the Beast of Gévaudan, uh I was in. Because um, I've been privy to tales of the Beast of Gévaudan before. If you've ever seen, fuck, <laughs> I knew the name of the movie and it escaped me. But there's a movie um, that is another story about the Beast of Gévaudan. Uh I can't remember the fucking name. Um, but it's good. So I, you know, and then they did that. They did a, you know, a chapter two about the beast, uh, in the MTV show, the teen wolf or teen wolf. I don't know. It wasn't called the teen wolf. It's just called teen wolf. Um, so I was in and, uh, this movie stars, fuck, why am I, I can't think of the name, the name, the guy's name. He was, uh, last seen in, uh, the Predator, Shane Black's The Predator. And then before that, he was seen in James Mangold's uh, Logan. Uh, Boyd Holdbrook. There there we go. I can remember one thing. Boyd, it starts Boyd Holdbrook. Um, yeah, man, this movie, fuck, dude. It's, uh... So, The Beast of Javadon is technically a werewolf, Though the way that they do this shit, man, so it's 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 troubling, you know. Basically, small town finds themselves in the middle of a curse. The curse being the beast of Gelvedon. The curse, uh, the reason, the curse being um, some settlers, uh, as as modern times would would word them, some um, illegal immigrants happened to settle on this land these gypsies who had a basically they had a deed for the land said hey you know like let's make a deal let's strike something up this is our land by god-given right we own this land we're willing to share it you know pay us whatever let's make a deal and instead of you know doing this is and this is a common issue um historically back in the old 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 days is that instead of you know being humane and kind and striking up a deal especially when it came to land rights um motherfuckers would just kill you and take your shit and so that's what happens uh the settlers hire a posse and i already knew it was coming before it it happened uh, they sent some dudes via horseback to go talk to the gypsies. There's talking, there's talking, someone pops a pistol, pow. 
you know, and I kind of thought like, oh, okay, maybe they'll just murder that dude and then the rest, oh no, they're going to slaughter the entire uh, small encampment of gypsies. And so, and this is like, when you say a horror movie, like, man, there's some things that, like, I thought I'd seen it all. I thought like I couldn't be shocked because I've been watching horror movies since uh, the first time they premiered Alien on TV. Uh, so, and with me being a little bit older, that lets you know, like I've, you know, me and horror movies go back like four flats on a Cadillac. Uh, they take the head gypsy woman and the head gypsy man. I'm assuming they're like husband or wife or lovers or whatnot. And, uh, they want to make an example. So they take the, the, the male gypsy man and this is, my God, like I like I said before, I never thought that uh, I thought I'd seen it all when it came to horror movies, like seeing fucked up shit. Uh, I thought I'd seen it all. But they take this motherfucker and they tie him to a fucking uh, two sticks and make a cross of two sticks, bind his hands. They chop this motherfucker's hands and feet off. They put a burlap sack over his fucking head and stuff hay in the empty places where the hands and feet should be and string this motherfucker up. They made a fucking scarecrow out of a fucking human being. And then what did they do with the gypsy woman? And the gypsy woman's telling them, uh, I'm going to curse your fucking... She, she, this bitch said, I'm going to fucking haunt your dreams. They said, your shit is cursed. And they found some fucked up looking silver teeth, and uh, they buried her with the silver teeth, right? They buried this bitch alive, man. And the funny thing people talk about, like, oh, I don't like some people, I don't like horror movies. Well, the word horror is subjective because there's horror doesn't have to mean blood and guts and gore and evisceration. Like, that is horrific. Burying someone who had rights to the land, burying them alive, that is fucking horrible. That is, that is. And and that's just that's 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 legit within like the first ten minutes of the fucking movie, ten or fifteen minutes of the of the, the first ten or fifteen movies. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm so jumbled. The first ten or fifteen minutes of the movie, and that like that kind of made me. I shifted in my seat. I was kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, no, this is what you wanted, Baldy. You wanted some horror, so strap the fuck in, motherfucker. Don't. It's too late to turn back now, nigga. Like you gotta. Strap in, son, because it's probably going to get worse. And so, like the gypsy woman said, just like she really haunted their dreams, right? And so, fast forward, he end up with the settlement kids in the field. Cause they, and, you know, and, and one of them says, oh, blah, 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 you shouldn't do this. And the leader, he's like, how many of you had the same dream about this fucking scarecrow in the field? And all the kids raised their hands, thus letting you know if you were a dum-dum, she did, in fact, live out, fulfill her uh, promise of haunting their motherfucking dreams. And so um, he's like, look, I'm going to look for these teeth. And then the probably second eldest of the group, she's like, oh, don't do it, Thomas, or whatever the fuck his name was, because I can't remember. And uh, he does. He does it anyways, because why wouldn't, you know, Billy, Billy Badass, he's going to do what he's going to do. Um. He finds the teeth, puts them in, and then you start seeing all these, like, translucent veins in his face and whatnot. And he uh, he bites the girl who told him not to. He bites her brother. And so that's how the fucking... The curse of the beast of Gelvedon begins, you know? In this movie... The trailer said the best horror movie this year so far. And we're only in the third month of the year. But I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, even with Scream having came out, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, this is going to hold the title for a best horror movie. And and it's an original. You know what I'm saying? It may be based off of material that's already done before, but this is an original horror movie, in my opinion, and... It is going to maintain the title of the best horror movie of the year so far. Um, 
we we catch up. Boyd Holbrook finally comes into he actually comes into the picture not far long after the whole drama with the kids and whatnot. It might even be a little bit before that shit happens. I I can't remember correctly, but um. Yeah, and and it's found out later on in the movie that Boyd Holbrook had been to another town where the curse of the beast had ravaged a town and it actually took his daughter and wife with him. And dude, there's just, like I said, when you, you just, oh my God, there's just some deliciously fucked up imagery in this movie. It's just like, who you sick fuck like who thinks of this shit right so it is basically like lycanthropy in a sort uh there is no fur on on these wolf-like creatures and this is one of the, one of the most twisted so so when when someone gets bitten by the beast if they don't die you know like typical werewolves you don't die you get turned you get turned all the way to 11 um but the transformation is different, right? So they grow these like weird root things and the roots wrap around them. Uh, it's, dude, it's so fucked up. And so there's one part. So Boyd Holbrook's character catches one of the the uh, the offsets or offshoots of the beast of the original, you, the, you know, the OG one. Um, think of the think of the little boy who got bit who as like Dracula, and then everybody he bites is like you know a Dracula minion, so to speak. So one of the minions, uh, Boyd Holbrook, catches it, and when I say it's fucked up, so he brings them, and and right after this is this is right after uh, the the head of the settlement, the guy who claims to own all the land that everybody else is renting land off of him. Uh, his wife is telling Boyd Holbrook's character about how the town is cursed and how the shit that's going on in the town and settlement might have something to do with what her husband had done to the gypsies. And then, funny enough, her husband walks in and says, no more talk of curses. And then you fast forward to after Holbrook's character catches a beast. And I'm thinking, you know, he puts this disgusting-looking animal on the table, and he's... I don't think he said the line. I think I thought it, but it's like, you know, what was that about? No more talk of curses. And so he warns them. He's like, what you're pretty much, he says, like, what you guys are about to see is going to be really fucked up. And he, he cuts the beast open and eviscerates it. And it's like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, oh, shit, he's going to show like there's still human organs in the fucking thing or something. And then there's like this, uh, he cuts it open mostly. He, um, he, he you know rips open from the rib cage, rib cage or whatnot. And so then you see almost like this embryonic sack and something moving around like, oh, fuck, is there a baby beast in that bitch? No, it's, oh, my fucking God, this was so fucked up to see. It's the person who had originally turned. So instead of like traditional werewolf uh, lycanthropy or ly- 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 lycanthropy, um legend where someone you know when they get shot by silver burn it bullet or whatever hurt they turn back from a wolf to human no no the human being in in this lore is in the belly of the beast i don't i can't think of the word i'm trying to uh say but legitimately in the belly of the beast and uh dude it's so fucked up so this poor girl is sitting there she's just fucking weird fucking flesh tentacle veins coming out of her back dude it was so fucking gnarly but it was worth it i don't want to give the rest of the, the movie away i just want to tell you some things and give you a little bit of context um i love period movies and i i but I, what i love the most is period horror movies because it's you got no modern technology you got nothing no nothing it's just true grit and uh this is a damn fine movie, and uh, on a, I think we got yeah, is it five five puff rating system? I'm gonna give this three and a half puffs, man. This movie was, it was exactly what I didn't know I wanted when I happened upon the trailer on on YouTube. Uh, it hit all the notes for me. It showed me some shit that I, it showed me some new shit when I didn't think I could see anything new. And I thought I'd seen everything that I could see in a horror movie. 
it's it it uh this movie turned up and acted like Justin Timberlake and said, "Let me show you a few things, you know, all dressed up in black and white." Uh, my god, I can't even tell a joke right. All dressed up in black and white. Let me show you a few things. Uh so yeah, three and a half pups for the movie The Cursed. If you like horror, if you like period flicks, if you like horror, period horror flicks, go peep The Cursed. It's in theaters now. And uh, I would definitely suggest uh, the bigger the screen, the better. I know uh, we're, we're all still in the passionately unpassionate throes of a pandemic. But if you can see this in the theater, I would highly suggest you go and peep. Get some peepers on it. Biggest screen possible. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are now, we're in the jungle now, baby. We are in the news cycle. I have some news articles and break some news down for you. Um, just waiting for the thingy to load. Okay. Let's hit you with a little bit of Spider-Man, Spider-Man news. And this one is, uh, it's, 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 some, it's strange, that's for sure. Um, Michael Jackson almost played Spider-Man before Tobey Maguire. Had he had his way, the king of pop, Michael Jackson, would have been the first live-action Spider-Man in a feature film instead of Tobey Maguire. In an alternate in an alternate timeline, legendary pop star Michael Jackson would have had the first would have been the first live action Spider Man rather than Tobey Maguire in O2's Spider Man from director Sam Raimi, um, offering his own take on the live action Peter Parker, which would have likely been as iconic and unique as Jackson himself. While Jackson's dream of becoming Spider Man never came to be, it's possible the MCU and superhero genre as a whole wouldn't exist had he succeeded. As a consequence. Uh, according to reports as early as 2012, megastar and noted comic book fan Michael Jackson decided in the 90s that he wanted to play Spider-Man in a live-action film. This was confirmed by Stan Lee during promotions for Marvel Studios' first Avengers film, with the legendary Marvel creator revealing that Jackson felt the only way he could convince Marvel to cast him would be to buy the entire company outright. As a result, Jackson took steps to do just that, which would have seen him taking Tobey Maguire's status as the first live-action Spider-Man in a feature film. Jackson's intentions were further confirmed in greater detail in a 2020 episode of Popped Corn, or I'm sorry, Popcorn, Popcorned Planet, where Michael Jackson's nephew, Taj, was interviewed. Jackson was apparently quite serious about purchasing Marvel and his mission to play Spider-Man, a company that at the time was nearing bankruptcy, officially filing in 96. However, Taj recounts that the negotiations fell through for reasons unknown, even with Michael having support from Stan Lee himself. That is just wild to think about. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you imagine that? Oh, hey, Mr. Green Goblin. <laughs> You've been a bad boy, and I'm about to take you down spider style. It's a terrible Michael Jackson impression. But I, I just can't, I can't motherfucking imagine uh, Michael Jackson being Spider-Man. That's just wild to me. And I couldn't even imagine. I mean, you know, the dude had juice, man. He bought the Beatles catalog shit. Like, the motherfucker owned shit. So uh, him wanting to buy Marvel Studios... Uh, that doesn't really surprise me, because he ha he definitely had the power to do it. All right, and, and on to our next piece of news. Um, Star Wars, which for the uninitiated was back when there wasn't going to be this big saga. That's just what they had called it before they revamped it and renamed it Star Wars A New Hope. It was just uh, originally titled Star Wars, um, an unopened 1984 VH copy of the original Star Wars a New Hope, is expected to sell for a whopping $60,000 at an online auction. And that is, I mean, hey, man, uh, you know, I, I try not to get jealous of people. I read news like that, I'm like, man, I'm jealous. I am jelly faux Shelly. 
jealous for real, not jealous for a girl named Shelly. Um, yeah, man, congratulations to whoever gets the tape and congratulations to whoever makes that Skrilla off of selling the tape. That is, uh, I mean, how can you be mad at that? That's just, you know, big ups to you, man. And uh, speaking of how we brought up, uh, speaking of the Beast of Jelvedon, and um, how we mentioned that that story was kind of told in Teen Wolf, have some Teen Wolf news. Uh, Teen Wolf movie cast revealed. Tyler Posey and Crystal Reed return. The Teen Wolf movie for Paramount Plus officially unveils its cast as Tyler Posey and Crystal Reed are two of several original key members to return. And that is also, you know, Teen Wolf, that was, I, I, I was, I know I was too old when it came out, but that was shit, man. If you want to be, you know, real deal, Holyfield, um, that show, in your opinion, either killed MTV or it saved it. But that was, it was a dope ass show. I can't fucking front on uh, Teen Wolf at all because I fucking I liked it I liked it and it's cool it's gonna be interesting I believe Crystal Reed's character died in uh and no no she definitely died yeah no I no no I believe no that's a fact Crystal Reed's character fucking died in Teen Wolf um but it's cool it'll be interesting to see what they do it's gonna be on Paramount Plus um five bucks a month for their shit so yeah I think we anybody who is a is a fan of Teen Wolf. Definitely good news for you. Uh, okay, on to some other news. Zack Snyder's new movie cast, Charlie Hunnam, Ray Fisher, um, Dijmon Hewson, and Duna Bay in his new movie, Rebel Moon, which is uh, shooting for Netflix. And I just... I'm I'm happy for Zachary. Um, it was unfortunate to see things go down the way they did with fucking Warner Brothers and the whole, you know, Justice League bullshit that happened. Um, so I'm just, I'm glad that even though Warner Brothers tried to defame his character and whatnot, He's still making movies and still having fun and doing what the fuck he loves. And, you know, uh, some people like Zack Snyder's shooting style. Other people's detest other people's other people detest it, you know. But uh, I mean, it's uh, everybody's welcome to their opinion. I like some of his movies. Some of them, you know, I, I am not uh, in love with how much that dude uh, is horny for some slow-mo action but i like his his shit he's definitely got a unique uh directing style and his movies are more like moving paintings than like just straight up cinema it's it's definitely art which is all cinema but it's different i'm not going to call it elevated but just something the way about the way the dude shoots movies and it's like dude i feel like i'm going to a museum it's i i i like some of his Directing choices. Uh, we'll hit you with some slapdash shit, and then we're going to jump on out of here. Don't want to do this too long. Um, Jensen Ackles reveals he's developing secret DC movie or show with Warner Brothers. Uh, and, and it could be interesting. I know a lot of people online horny to see Jensen Ackles play the Red Hood. You, you know, see him play Jason Todd. You know, do your thing, man. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of kismet in a way because... Jensen Ackles, at least for me, came into my life, my uh, my entertainment, enjoying life through a little small show, a little show that a, a lot of people might not have heard of called Smallville. It ran for 10 seasons. It was, you know, in my opinion, one of the best Superman tales put to screen. Um, but that's where he got his start uh, in my eyes. That's where he, he entered my orbit of viewing pleasure. And uh, so it's just, uh, it's kismet. It's meant to be. It's, uh, it's a uh, circle of life type deal. He started with the DC Warner Brother project 
and now he's gonna fucking develop one with uh, Warner Brothers. So as of now, it's not known what what it what it's gonna be. Whether it's gonna be a TV show, whether it's gonna be a movie. But look forward to seeing what he has uh, in the oven cooking up. Um, Uncharted director developing a Jack and Daxter movie with PlayStation. Um, so the reviews I've heard about Uncharted say that it's almost completely unnecessary, but then it did really good. I've, you know, I've heard, uh, basically I'm not going to let other people's opinions inform my own. I will see it when I have the time to see it. Um, but Hey, you know what? Go ahead. I say fucking shoot for the goddamn moon. You want to make a, a Jack and Daxter movie? Get in there, baby boy. Do your do your damn thing. Do your thug thizzle, as J.B. Smoove on Curb Your Enthusiasm would say. Do your thug thizzle. Do your dizzle. Uh, yeah, Jack and Daxter, man. And to keep <laughs> to keep in the spirit of Sony Properties getting um, turned into live action, my little my last slice of news for this episode before I bounce the fuck on up out of here and go try to find a pack of smokes or some shit like that. 90s dad style, of course. I'm never coming back. Um, Twisted Metal TV show in development. Peacock secures a series order for the Twisted Metal series starring Anthony Mackie of uh, Avengers and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier fame. An adaption of the hit PlayStation video game franchise. And, uh... Says the Twisted Metal series has officially found a home and several new details have emerged. The vehicular combat video game series was hugely popular in the mid to late 90s, releasing four titles on the original PlayStation console and Twisted Metal Black on the PS2 in 2001. I remember that release. Everybody was hyped for that. Um, before seemingly disappearing from the market, PlayStation released a new game merely called Twisted Metal in 2012 alongside news of a potential feature film adaption by Brian Taylor, Crank of uh, Brian Taylor of Crank fame and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Due to the re- rebooted game's poor performance, interest in Twisted Metal twi- uh, interest in the Twisted Metal film quickly waned. Even after the 2012 game's lackluster reception and the swift dismissal of a blockbuster film adaption, Sony set out to revive the franchise by announcing a Twisted Metal TV series under the banner banner of their new initiative, PlayStation Productions. The show would loosely follow the plot of the video games but eschew the Demolition Derby-style tournament in favor of a more linear narrative where the drivers act as obstacles for a courier played by the Falcon and Winter Soldier's Anthony Mackie who must traverse a post-apocalyptic land to deliver a package. Deadpool writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, executive produced alongside Will Arnett, rumored to be voicing the sadistic clown Sweet Tooth. A A few years later, Peacock announces that they have picked up the Twisted Metal series, headed and written by the previously announced Cobra Kai writer, Michael Jonathan Smith, Sony Pictures Television Studios' Jeff Frost, and Jason Coldfelter say, We are thrilled that our first series with our good friends at Peacock is with our amazing partners at Electric Avenue, Universal Universal Television, and colleagues at PlayStation Productions. It will be the first Sony media product to premiere on Peacock. So, I, I, I was cognizant of Twisted Metal, you know, I... You know how lame-ass parents were in the 90s and everybody was freaked out about everything. And so Twisted Metal was another one of those video games where people were freaked out and it was it was the devil's magic and blah, 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 what people say to keep you from being a fucking kid and experiencing shit. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, if, if, you, if, you na- if you know it like me, you, you know Twisted Metal, you know what it's about, Demolition Derby and shit. And uh, you hear they're going to turn it into a TV show. You're like, okay, but you know, it, it. You just never know. I don't. I don't really think anybody thought Sonic was going to work. You know, kind of a bad, uh, bad example because you know it, it. It 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 skews it skews more towards the OG content of what Sonic was. But uh, 
yeah, no one really thought Sonic was going to work. So I say, you know what, whatever. Get, let's give it a shot. Why not? Man, we're in pandemic times. We're in, we're, it feels like the end of, of fucking days sometimes. You know, fuck it. Let's do a Twisted Metal show. Who gives a shit? Let's, let's get there. Let's get square. Okay, twist my metal. I don't give a damn. And that is the end of the news cycle, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for being here with me for another uh, episode of Entertainment Beyond. I appreciate all of my listeners. Whatever your background is, it doesn't matter. I don't care who you are, where you've been, or what you did. As long as you love me, and I hope you do love me, because I love you. You're spending time out of your precious day listening to me ramble on like a lunatic about shit. So I do love you. Please don't think that I don't ever love you. And I want you to love yourself as well. And I want you to love your neighbors as well. And I want you to remember, just because that dickhead Vladimir Putin is invading Ukraine. Be nice to your Russian neighbors. Because I guarantee, I, I guarantee you, half the people in Russia right now, they don't want this shit. And the people that live stateside that are Russian, they don't want it neither. Just, just think about it. We're all disgusted at what Vladimir Putin's doing. But we still have to maintain kindness. We have to keep in, we have to keep intact the human condition. Don't, don't, don't be that person. Be kind, you know, be, be kind to others. Let's all just be kind to each other. Okay. It's trying to, trying to do a non heavy handed, um, you know, PSA. I feel like it was a little heavy handed. Just be nice to people. God damn it. Okay. Just fucking be nice. Love each other. I love you. You love me. We're all one big happy fucking family, okay? Barney style, motherfucker. But anyways, this is Jensen, the beautiful, majestic motherfucking Dean Jackson, motherfucker. And I'm signing out. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for listening. And remember to keep it classy and stuff it down with a whole lot of brown. And, uh... If you live in the states of California, Washington, or, or Oregon, that mask mandate's come and due this week, baby. So just keep doing what you got to do, ladies and gentlemen. And maybe before the planet dies, we'll be out of this pandemic. But no promises. I'll catch you on the flippity-flop, the next one, the slippity-slop, the slide down. Peace! <laughs>